Good morning. Good morning. No, that's weak. I get, good morning. All right. Welcome to Pentecost Sunday at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. It's also Memorial Day weekend. We are a church that is worshiping Jesus Christ, living out God's love and transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I have a couple announcements for us. First of all, um, no, there's my bride. Yeah. Actually, I think first of all, we had a glitch in the matrix and we forgot to celebrate Corey and Sam's wedding anniversary last Sunday. And 57 years. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Three cheers for the beautiful couple right there. Michael? 59 years the day before us. Okay. Three cheers for the Weishart family. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Kind of in the, in the sense of Pentecost, yeah? Okay. June 4th is next Sunday, and we're going to celebrate, um, we're going to celebrate the graduates, all the people graduating from eighth grade to high school, high school to college, college to life, maybe, uh, or college back home. Uh, we'll see what the you know, generations are doing. And then June 6th at 6.30 p.m., in the nursery, that prayer team that started last month said, this is probably the most crucial thing we're doing at this local outpost, is plugging in to God and listening and speaking. So the first Tuesday of every month, there's going to be a small crew or large crew, depending on who says yes, to meet in the nursery and um, even if you're not physically able to get onto the campus, you can still join the church in prayer because we worship a God that's everywhere all at once, right? Amen. But if you do pray on your own and you hear something, we want to hear from you. If God tells you something, please tell us. Um, and Amy's email is in the email, and we can figure it out if you need to hurt. This is, do you remember these? The last time we passed these was March 8th, 2020. Woohoo! How old were you then? 48? 47. That's crazy, right? These are called fellowship pads for everyone. And this was cutting edge like technology in 1960, I think. Uh, but we're right on it. And we love it. So there are fellowship pads, and we are going to celebrate by passing said fellowship pads sometime during the service. And what is in there is it asks for your name, your favorite color. No, it has, it has a bunch of questions. We mainly just need your name, your address, um, keep in contact with you. And if this is your first time, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us this morning. 
this is piggybacked on to my next announcement. We, we made a decision as a session on Tuesday, but we still lack the, you know, we haven't done it since 2020. So we got to figure out who's going to pass the plates, who's going to collect these things. I think the easiest way is if you fill this out in your pew, please do sometime during the service. And then as you leave, make sure it gets in an offering plate. Is everybody, is everybody okay with that? Say again. Tear the page out, not the whole book. That's Marcia, that's amazing. Uh, our call to worship, we're going to hear from several different languages. And do you mind if I throw you under the bus, Marcia? I know this is quite possibly the greatest thing I've heard in a little bit. Um, Edson is also from Africa. Marcia uh, served in Africa for the majority of her ministry career. And she leans over to Edson and says, I'm going to be reading in Swahili. Do you know Swahili? And Edson goes, nope. And she goes, thank God. (laughs) That makes your day, right? That brightens your day a little. Puts a little pep in your step. Also, after the service, sorry to, we're going on a roller coaster, but we're going to be celebrating Erica's time with us. Um, This is our last Sunday as her part-time children's ministry director. Uh, We brought some gluten-free muffins, and we brought her some flowers, and we'll be praying over it during the the children's message. Um, Why don't we stand up and greet one another with a holy fist bump, and then I'll pull us together with a really interesting... Okay, everybody. When Jesus met with his followers before he was going to leave them, he told them a lot of things that he wanted them to know. And one of the really big things that he said a number of times was the coming of the Holy Spirit. There was going to be an advocate there was going to be a helper that would come when he was gone. And so I've asked these five people to read a particular scripture in their native language that foretold the coming of the Spirit. So it foretold the events that we celebrate today. So, Tian Chung, would you read yours? Okay. Yehan Fuyin Su Jie Sileo Jie. Nimen Luo Ai Wo Jiu Bi Zun Sou Wo De Ming Ning. Wo Yao Chiu Fu, Fu Jiu Ling Wai Si Gei Nimen Yi Wei Bao Kui Si. Ta Jiao, Ta Jiao Ta Yong Yuan Yi Nimen Tong Zai. And translated, it says from John, If you love me, You will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. Johanna kumina inne, kumina nane na kumina tisa. Sita wa acha nini yatima nitakuja te na kwenu. Bara kidogo nao uli mwengu hua ta niona tena. Lakini nini mta niona, na kwa kuwa mimi ni hai, na nipia mta kuwa hai.
Why don't you read it with me? It's up on the screen. Marsha Millar just said that in Swahili. We're going to read it in English. Ready? Go. I will, I will not, not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also live. This is in Dutch. Verse 26. Maar de trooster, de Heilige Geest. Welkom de Vader, zenden zal in mijn naam. Die zal u alles leren. U zal u en dachten maken alles. Wat ik u gezegd, gezegd heb. Verse 27. Vrede laat ik u. Mijn vrede geef ik u. Niet gelijk geweest de wereld hem geeft. Geef ik hem u. Uw hart worden niet ontrouwd en zij niet verzacht. And the translation is, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Isus l-a zis din nou, Pace vo, cum m-a trimis pe mine, Tatăl, așa vă trimit și eu pe voi. După ce este vorbe, a suflat peste ei și le-a zis, Luați Sfântul Spirit. Actually, why don't you put your hands out and close your eyes and receive this text from Jesus himself. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Si alguno tiene sed, venga a mí y beba. El que cree en mí, como dice la Escritura, de su interior correrán ríos de agua viva. Esto dijo del Espíritu que habían de recibir los que creesen en él. Pues aún no había venido el Espíritu Santo, porque Jesús no había sido aún glorificado. And the translation, Jesus cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Would you please stand with us and sing with us the opening hymn? And if you have the streamers, wave them. Wave them if you got them.
Search me, try me, consume all my darkness. 
Amen. May we lead them to the cross, right? I'm going to bring up Erica. Erica, this microphone will be on. And I wanted to just give you a moment to say some things to the congregation. Well, when I accepted the temporary lead teacher position, I wasn't quite sure what to expect when I came here. And I was pleasantly um, surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, but I was welcomed here and embraced so warmly by all of you. This is a very loving church. Everybody here is so welcoming and loving um, and giving and caring. Uh, One of the warmest places I've ever been in my life. And I want to thank you all for that. Um, it, it's, it was very eye-opening being here and being so welcomed. And I thank you all for that. And it's no surprise that your children are so beautiful and just filled with the Spirit. I wouldn't expect anything other than that coming from this church. So thank you. Are we grateful to God for Erica? Yes. Please give her a round of applause. I would love, I'd love for anyone who's willing and able to come up and I'm going to pray over Erica and if those of you would who I don't know, want to stay where you're seated just put your hand out like this so some people pop up here and like I said earlier we'll be celebrating you after the service we got some flowers for you we got some gluten-free muffins um, but please join me congregation in praising God for this powerful uh, warrior princess of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we praise you for the brief but amazing time that Erica has been with us. I thank you for teaching our young ones through her so mightily and so quickly. I pray that you would bless her as she continues on in her ministry, as she learns more and more about studying your word and proclaiming your word. Um, We thank you for her gifts, her talents. And we pray that you would open the doors and lead her where she is supposed to be leading others, um, equipping saints. And we pray for Presbyterian Church of Covenant also. I pray that in her absence that you would give us wisdom and discernment as as your body and local outpost of your kingdom. Uh, Give us wisdom and insight as to how to go forward. Um, We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus the Christ and all God's people said. Amen. We love you, Erica. We do love him. Actually, yeah, let's all say that. Ready? One, two, three. We love you, Erica. One, two, three. There you go. We love you, Erica. God's mercies are new every morning. So each day gives us the opportunity to clean the slate to take inventory of our failures, and to ask for God's forgiveness. On this day, let us confess our transgressions against God and neighbor together. Almighty God, you poured your Spirit upon the gathered disciples, creating bold tongues, open ears, and a new community of faith. We confess that we hold back the force of your Spirit among us. We do not listen for your word of grace, speak the good news of your love, or live as a people made one in Christ. Have mercy on us, O God. Transform our timid lives by the power of your Spirit, 
and fill us with a flaming desire to be your faithful people, doing your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news, brothers and sisters. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. And Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Believe the good news. In Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Please stand.
me, Cornell. Can we sing that last stanza and have everyone stand? And as we're worshiping God for this free country that we're allowed to worship God in, praise God for the people, the men and women who gave their lives so that we could sit here and we could stand here and we could worship our triune God. So... The chorus. Let's do the chorus. <laughs> Thank you, men's ensemble, and thank you, congregation. That's a great hymn, right? Well, I, this is, I don't want to get off on a second sermon because I've got plenty to preach, but I love how it says, not really God bless America, God save America. God give us grace. That's a great, that's a great prayer. Um, we just finished a series on First Peter, and... We're at Pentecost, um, and this is all built upon that understanding that the church has kind of been missing out on this one portion of what happened on Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday happened during the middle of Passover, which basically screams at the top of our of of any lung, um, we're Second Exodus people. The first Passover was celebrating the. The, the freedom of the Jewish people from slavery in Egypt. Jesus raising from the dead or being, ri- being raised from the dead by the Father um, proclaims to everybody, man, woman, child, every ethnicity, every socioeconomic, everything across every board. If you proclaim Jesus as your Lord, you are declared a second exodus people. You are free from sin and the slavery that it entails. And you're free from death, which means it transforms every funeral. It's just another funeral on Friday. And they said, Jay Cervenka's baptism is now complete. That's proper theology. That's proper New Testament, second Exodus people. Jay is now dancing on streets of gold in his full reality of being free. You right? Amen? Okay, good. I like a little interaction. That's good. Um, in the timeline, though, um, we're post. We have the Holy Spirit, right? Right? Everybody in here understands that. But you got to put yourselves in the disciples' feet. Put, the, put yourselves in their shoes. Jesus was saying all this stuff. And those Old Testament and these New Testament texts were proclaiming that the Holy Spirit's coming. But he rose from the dead and then he hung out to a long time. You realize ascension, 
uh, ascension of the Lord was celebrated like two Thursdays ago. So from Easter till then, Jesus is hanging out, just doing miracles, teaching what it means to be free. And then he leaves. You know, we get an account of that, beginning of Acts. What are you waiting for? That's what the, you know, the angel comes down and says, what are you waiting for? And so Peter and the disciples are, um, I would imagine they're kind of discouraged. They're kind of broken. Our, our, our king lord, he declared all these truths, but when is this going to happen? When is this Holy Spirit, what is it going to look like? Does that mean Jesus is going to come back and we're not going to have to live anymore? <laughs> Heaven will show up right when the Spirit shows up? Um, it's very ambiguous in everything that Jesus, everything we read. Did you notice that? Everything we read, it was saying, Holy Spirit's coming, Holy Spirit's coming. What does that look like? What does that mean? What is that? So they do what they do. They go back to their Jewish faith. They celebrate Pentecost. What's Pentecost? Before everybody says yes, the New Testament answer is it is the coming of the Holy Spirit, it's the redemption of culture. It's the birthday of the church. All that's true. But what's that first Pentecost look like? They're coming together to, to celebrate a Jewish festival called Pentecost. What's that Pentecost about? That Pentecost is about actually giving thanks for the provisions. Giving thanks from, for all the different ways that God provides. Right? Right? When's the last time like, God surprised you in providing for something? All the time. Just happened this past Wednesday. Uh, today marks, I know Malia's going, get to the text, get to the text. This, today marks the, our first date, 1998. 25 years ago, my wife and I went on our first date. And I knew within a week, yeah, you don't have to applaud that. That's uh, 57 years, 59. Okay, everybody, cool, you're jets. 25 years is nothing. But anywho, we go on our first date 25 years ago today. I had some free tickets to the Griffith Observatory um, because I was a youth guy at the time. And we had leftover tickets. So I took her to the spaghetti factory up in Fullerton. We went over to the where. And so I had this good idea of uh, drilling a hole in a 25 cent from 1998. It's, you know, because I, I bought her for our 15th anniversary, a nickel and a dime that somebody online had said I still do or something. It was really, it was good. It was good. Anywho, I go to my covenant group on, I'm looking for quarters from 1998. Have you looked at any quarters lately? There's none from 1998. Show up to my covenant brothers down in Laguna Beach. And it's just one of those, it's not a miracle, but I think God just puts things together. Uh, Tom Kramer, he's in my covenant group. He says, I'll look through my quarters. First one he grabs, 1998, and hands it to me. Anyway, just those little things. That's what Pentecost was actually about. About how God shows up right on time, every time, right? You're at the end of your, that's what Louis Zamperini says. At the end of every rope is God. 
He says that after he tells the story of being stranded in the Pacific for like two weeks. So he got, this guy knows. At the end of every rope, God shows up. That's what Pentecost is about. So Peter gathers all everybody and says, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate how God shows up. The only way we know how is Jews. We'll do it on Pentecost. And so then he, this text, Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place and said, and suddenly, immediately, some texts say, from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation, from under heaven, living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native tongue of each. Amazed and astonished, amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native tongue? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power, of dunamis, power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all, of, all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I shall show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord. Great day and glorious day. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, and powerful spirit, proclaim through me your truths never to be forgotten. And all God's people said, okay. They gather together and they're celebrating how God shows up. (laughs) Right? You see the irony right there? Okay, what happens? First, there's a sound. There's a sound. 
the sound, I think I've said this every Pentecost I've ever preached. I would love to be at this moment. Who's in here? Who's here with me? What, it's, what, is it, what was it like for God to come down in, in work through the Holy Spirit? So there's this sound. And then what happens? Look at it. Notice that it comes from heaven. Just a side, just a sidestep. We all have the Spirit. So we can say that the Holy Spirit taught us stuff. But I want to put to death any idea that the goodness comes from in you. That's not scriptural. The goodness comes from God. The Spirit comes from heaven to you. And then the goodness is in you. But make no mind, if you don't recognize that the Spirit is using you, you start taking credit for things that the Spirit is doing. Right? And that's a bad place to be, isn't it? We always, when we read Scripture, you need to... Keep on your humility sunglasses. Remember that this is all a gift. It's all grace. So, comes down from heaven. Sounds like a violent wind. That sounds amazing. Anybody been in a hurricane? Yes or no? Typhoons? Cyclones, tornadoes, all that. That's why we live here. Yeah, we'll deal with earthquakes. <laughs> I'll take an earthquake for seven bucks. Okay, uh, I was in a hurricane, Hurricane Gloria. And I tell you, you can't talk to each other. The wind is so loud. Me and my brother were like, for me, I'll move to where we were right here. And we couldn't talk to each other. And have you heard me yell? I can yell really loud. You, picture my yelling times it by 10. That's how my older brother talks on an average basis. My wife kind of can't stand him when he gets all happy. Uh, <laughs> he gets crazy. We're yelling and we can't hear each other. That's how loud the wind gets. This violent wind comes and it fills the entire house. And then fire. What's that point to? What does it point to? Tongues of fire. It goes back. It goes back. This is an Old Testament quiz. Malia said, you need to stop quizzing the congregation. <laughs> we were just waking up and we haven't had enough coffee. Don't ask us any questions. But I'm going to ask you some questions because it's better. How many teachers in the room? Lots. Is it better for you to discover the answer or me to tell it to you? Yes, discover. What's something that, I'll give you hints. What's something that burns 
but doesn't burn. The burning bush. Brian, for 20 points, he gets the Mazda Miata after the service. Uh, The burning bush, where is it? No, that, that you're still on the burning bush. Yes, but where are all the flames now? On their heads, over every single person. Goosebumps, head to toe, Jay Griffiths has right now. I, I got this theory that those tongues are still here. In the kingdom of God, which is more real than the kingdom of this world which we live in, I think we have tongues of fire above our head. Just a theory. Because we have that same power that raised Jesus from the dead speaking in and through us. Like Amy said, turning our groans into intelligent conversations with our maker. So they're over everybody. And you got these flames. And then what happens? People start to gather. Pause and rewind a second. The beginning of this, there's a huge truth. They're together. Notice they're together. They're huddled up. Anyway, back to where where I was. They start speaking in these different languages. March 8th. We passed the friendship paths. Three years ago, right? Two, 20, three, three years ago. What does all the languages point back to? Starts, Marsha, you know we got some missionaries. I got some plants. <laughs> I got some plants out in the congregation. She's a missionary. She's going to know that. The Tower of Babel. That's the last time that everyone on the face of the planet would speak and understand one another. Tower of Babel, Pentecost, AD 1 or 33, depending on which scholar you talk to. Thousands of years BC to AD 1 or 30, to 33. That's a long gap of us being a people, a human being people that cannot speak to one another and understand one another. This is the undoing or the redemption of culture. This is the putting back together the puzzle piece of the church, capital C. All tribes, all languages, under one God, one people. Is that good or bad? 
I think that's great too. I think we need to tell ourselves that. Everybody smile a little more. Just, I'm just looking at it. I'm saying, this is, I'm not reading from a dictionary. I'm reading from the scripture. And scripture is saying, you are one in the Holy Spirit. You each have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in you, over you, using you. So then what happens? This is wildness. There's tongues of fire. There's this loud sound. The loud sound is probably dissipated. There's people talking in all these tongues and communicating and somehow understanding one another. People walking past, people around start gathering like moths to a flame. They start coming and saying, what is going on here? This is wild. When's the last time you experienced that? Anyone? Like something crazy. You're like, I, was, I, was, I live right near the beach. I was walking, uh, walking down like the boardwalk or whatever like that. And all of a sudden, there's all these people just gathered around in a circle. And I was like, what's going on there? <laughs> what's going on over there? Anybody been to Huntington Beach on like a Friday night or a Sunday night? There was a drum circle about to start. And so everybody was just coming and saying, what are these guys doing? And they're boom, 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 boom. And the, as you're noticing, the crowd starts going and going and going. And then people start hopping in and start like jingling their keys and stuff like that. And it was kind of a cool experience. But this is just to bring us back as a congregation to this moment where they're getting together and celebrating how God shows up every time, right on time. And the spirit drops from heaven. There's flames. Everybody's understanding each other and they're together and people are attracted to that people are like what is going on what are some of the people's thoughts some of the people think what are the people what do the people think yeah that's that's the one i gravitate towards too but the first one (laughs) all were amazed and perplexed all were amazed when god shows up It's all are amazed. We shouldn't forget that. Are you amazed by the people around you? Look at this. Look at the people to your right and to your left. God uses you, God uses them. There should be an awe, there should be an amazement. Especially amongst each other, but especially to the, those that are walking past. I mentioned this last week. I think this is a growing edge of, of our community, but I think we do it on an astounding rate. I just want to pause and say, UPCC amaze me. God working through you amazes me on a continual basis. Then they think, some of them think they're drunk, right? 
Then what happens? Peter stands up and raises his voice. And what does he say? First of all, I'm glad to know Peter is a lot like me right there. <laughs> like I said, I'm loud. Have you heard me yell? Malia says, don't do it, but I, I'm always tempted to yell at all times. I'll take my mic out and yell, and everybody in here will hear me, whether you have a hearing aid or not. <laughs> Peter, same way, and this is a bigger crowd. He stands up and he gets the moment. This is a call for pastors, and this is a call for us as a church. This is a big piece of our call as followers of Jesus. We're filled with the Spirit. What are we filled with the Spirit for? We're filled with the Spirit to give theological or just sort of God explanations of things that happen. Have you heard that ever? I don't think you've heard it enough. I don't think I've heard it enough. We are tasked in the Holy Spirit to explain and to point out how God and where God is moving. That's why it's absolutely essential that we pray. And it was funny. I was holding my bulletin and I was thinking, if there were only a way I could tell everyone in here Amy's email address. It's on the bulletin. Do you remember my announcements? I said, if you hear from God, we want to hear from you on Tuesday, June 6th. Does anybody remember that? If you hear from God, we want to hear from you. Amy's email address is in your bulletin. Email. Amy, let us know what God is saying. But back to my sermon. Theologically explain. And what does he do to use, what, what does he use to theologically explain what is happening? He goes back to God doing what he says he's going to do. And he's, he's got Joel memorized. It's another call for PCC. I'm not going to pound my Bible again like last week, but get in your word. Get in this. Read it. Fall in love with the God who wrote it to you and for you to theologically unpack what you're going through, to meet you on your deepest valleys, to meet you at your biggest mountaintops. Charlotte and Peter, right? Right, a little victory wedding. Anywho. What did Joel say? Joel said that this was going to happen and what it means. And he reads and he preaches, Peter, on this day, preaches who you are and how things really are. And the last days, everybody, everybody will receive the Holy Spirit. The, pour, the, the Spirit will pour out on all of everybody. And sons and daughters, who's got sons, who's got daughters? They'll show, they shall prophesy, they shall teach. 
Who in here has learned from one of your children something about God? Young men shall see visions. Have you seen visions? Really? I've seen visions, all kinds of visions. Maybe that categorizes me as young. Cornell says, I've seen visions. And I've seen visions come to fruition. I've seen visions of our men coming up here and singing glory to God for the freedoms that we rest in in this country. And that comes into fruition. I've seen visions of people coming from where you, your worlds and starting to join us on this journey. I see some of Dick Clark's friends. That's visions coming to fruition. I'm just doing what Peter tells me to do. I'm pointing out how God is making things happen. And you are to do likewise. And then listen up, old men. Old men, you shall have dreams. You shall have dreams. Maybe that categorizes me as old too because I definitely have some dreams that are very, very prophetic. That same guy who found that quarter, a guy named Tom Kramer, 4 years ago, 5 years ago, 5 years ago around October, I was just checking in with him because I was back in the state. And we grabbed Pete's coffee. I was living in South County. And I drove up to Pete's in Irvine. And he said, it's so good that you're checking in with me, Jay. It's been, you know, 10, 12 years since you ordained or whatever. And I said, yeah. I'm just looking to maybe get back into the presbytery and show up to presbytery meetings because I was the men's pastor at this recovery ministry called Northeast of the Well, and I just wanted to reconnect. And Kramer says, I have something that you're probably going to be very interested in. Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, the church your wife and I were married in, is looking for a head pastor. I went home and told Malia that day. We filled out our PIF, which is a 15 or 16 page resume. Thank God for Presbyterianism right there. (laughs) And I found out from one of the search committee members we were the first or second person to apply. That's a dream. And I'm living in it. And he says, even people who are in bondage, both men and women, everybody is going to receive the Holy Spirit. And it's pointing to, what's this day pointing to? What was Joel was pointing towards Pentecost, but it was, you know, have you ever done things, have you ever seen, uh, actually, have you been to Harry Potter land or whatever like that at uh, Universal Studios City Walk or whatever like that or seeing the making of Elf how they make things look smaller and bigger you know what I mean like if I move over here and Danny comes in between um, or goes on the other side the table becomes bigger than Danny you know if he goes further away and 
movie makers, they play with that, you know, like how you see things. Joel, way back in the Old Testament, he could see Pentecost, and it looked like just right there was when Jesus comes back. So as he's looking at this timeline, Peter is realizing, okay, this is a step. We receive the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to turn and we're going to look towards the truth that all of our pain is going to be wiped away. And the tables will be turned right side up and justice will reign. And not the greedy, will, the greedy won't crush the, the weak, but the weak will be lifted up as God has said. The broken won't remain broken. The broken will be put back together like dry bones out of a desert. Ezekiel's words. Breathe life into them. So today is about that too. Applications. Well, obviously, we're together. So A plus, like I said before. Sometimes I make lists and I just do, I list stuff I've already done just to check it off. But I honestly say, We're doing part one. We're together. We're together right here, right now. I see you. You see me. Look around to your right and to your left. See one another. That's application number one. See one another. Be with one another. Also, since 81 or 33, culture has been redeemed. Wasn't that beautiful at the beginning of the service? The different texts. Sharon, thank you for arranging that. Round of applause for Sharon, please. Thank you. Thank you very much for doing that and helping to open our eyes to the truth. There are no longer divisions. We have the same spirit in all those same languages. With that text is the truth in all of those languages. We are one with all of those languages. Our cultures are now supposed to be celebrated. Anyone need a sermon about how culture is real? No, I don't think so. I got plenty of those. Pasties. Okay, I'm supposed to love people who like pasties. That's another thing. Culture is real. Celebrate it. Celebrate where you're from. Celebrate your national, national like backgrounds. Celebrate, but always put it second to the people that are right here. Like we're, the cross and the spirit transform those dividing walls into places to connect and celebrate one another. And if you have any doubt, I think the loudest thing proclaimed is God comes through. I don't know if any of anyone in here, I had a week. You know, like people say, I've had a day. I've had a week. 
A lot of brokenness, a lot of messed upness stuff, a lot of hurt, a lot of confusion, a lot of just curveballs and twists and turns. And so I needed to hear that more than maybe anyone in here. God comes through. Take it off of your shoulders. I'm speaking mainly to myself, but there might be some people in here that have a tendency like me to put things on my shoulders and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. Take that off. A lot like the message last week. I think I need to hear this. I think we need to hear this. I think that's why God's word repeats certain messages, and that's why it's repeated today, like just like last week. Leave your burdens at the cross. Leave your burdens at the God who's bigger than, the, than your burdens' feet. And simply be faithful and allow the Spirit to use you. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for the dying on the cross, Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for sending Jesus to pay for all of our sins and set us free as second Exodus people. I I pray that as those first century Jewish people gathered and were confronted with the truth that you show up on time every time, I pray that that resonates with us this morning. Meet those that are in this room who've had rough weeks, who've been broken by something. I pray that you would empower us by your spirit, work through us and in us, so that we might theologically or God explain things you place in our lives. Open our eyes to notice the the places where you're working that we might draw other people's eyes to that place. Most of all, Lord, humble us. Remind us that it's not actually us, it's actually you through your Holy Spirit. Help us to praise you Oh, Holy Spirit, more. And all God's people said, let's sing, Spirit of the living God.
I said at the beginning of the service, um, session approved that we could pass the plates, but we need some help because we gotta, we haven't done it since March 8th, 2020. If you would like to help us by passing plates uh, for the offering, come talk to me after the service, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but for now, I want to point out a couple things that popped up at session. Um, in May alone, we handed out 80 lunches. That's May 1 to today. What's today? The 28th. In the last 28 days, we've handed out 80 lunches. Let that sink in for a second. The needs of our community are rising. There's a huge population of people who are losing their jobs. And your tithes and offerings are helping to feed those people. Nora and I get the honor and the privilege to pray with them, to love on them, and to encourage them. But it's you that makes it happen that we can feed them. So grace and gratitude, right? Um, Also, I think it's since the beginning of the year, we've handed out 200 pairs of socks. That's a lot of socks. But it's back on... God is faithfully easing you. And I want to say thank you. As your pastor, I'm proud to serve as your shepherd. And I love that we scream, I love you, and we care about you. Uh, to anyone who comes to our doors during the middle of the week. Um, as we continue in worship, we'll... we'll um, We'll hear from we'll we'll hear a song, uh, an offertory, and as we do so, I pray that you would continue to, or ask you to continue to mull over what the Spirit might be moving and saying in you. What are your dreams? What are your teachings? What are your who you need to go out and encourage today? For those of you listening online, you send your gifts, tithes, and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And for those of us in the sanctuary, you'll leave them in the offering plates on your way out. This morning's offering is now received. Je I love you The sounds are almost different As the lands from which they came And though our words are all unique Our hearts are still the same Love in any language Straight from the heart Pulls us all together
Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we thank you, thank you, thank you for giving and giving and giving. Um, continue to use these tithes, gifts, and offering to your glory. And all God's people said, Amen. please stand with me and sing the doxology. Pentecost Day, we are reminded that we are created as children of God, 
Our bodies are a living presence of the Lord, and the Holy Spirit intercedes within us with sighs too deep for words. In communion with the Holy Spirit, we call upon the name of the Lord, saying, Transform us. Pray with me. With many voices, we give you thanks, O God. We gather as a small part of your church to pray for each other and to pray for the church. By your Spirit, blend our words into a song of praise worthy of your name. By the fire of your Spirit, O God, forge us into one church, many and different people, one with Christ. Revitalize the church, we pray. May we be your eyes to see human suffering, your ears to hear cries for help, your hands to gently touch, your feet to go wherever we are needed. Keep your church strong to do your will on earth as it is done in heaven. Loving God, you breathed life into the flesh you created. Now, by your Spirit, breathe new life into us. Turn hatred into love, sorrow into joy, and war into peace. We pray for our government and decisions that are being made on our behalf. Give wise and thoughtful leadership to all branches of our government that all people may be represented and all people's concerns be heard. Our Lord Jesus called us to love one another and said, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. On this Memorial Day, we take time to remember with deepest gratitude and respect the men and women who out of love gave their lives to protect our beloved country and to protect other countries that all may enjoy the blessings of liberty. We take time today to lift heavy hearts of those for whom Memorial Day is more than a diversion, but is a day of painful recollections. Help us to shape a world where there is no war and your peace reigns. God of compassion, through your Spirit, you supply every human need. We claim your promise of wholeness as we pray for those who are ill in body or mind and who long for your healing touch. Make the weak strong, the sick healthy, and the broken whole. We continue to pray for all still dealing with COVID. We pray for Jim and others undergoing testing. May they find good results. We continue to pray for Patty and Kevin and for Buzz and all who need your healing touch. May we care for others as you care for us. Send your people to befriend the lonely, to comfort the sorrowing, to cheer the depressed. 
Gracious God, continue to pour out your power in the church, in the world, and in our daily lives, so all will know that you are among us through Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now would you please stand for the singing of our final hymn.
amen, right? Wow. Grant us wisdom. Grant us power. I, uh, make sure you come over to Fellowship Paul after the service. It's a big cake. Otherwise, I'm going to have to eat all that. Uh, and make sure you give some words of gratitude to Erica and just uh, send her off and the way PCC sends off people. Right? We love people. Uh, but for now, receive this morning's benediction. Hopefully, I'll send you, see you next week. But may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.